Okay. Good morning. Nope, that's not right. Okay. Welcome to the journey life. Glad to have you here. We are talking about goal setting, goal pursuing, goal achieving for the month of January, because how you set up January is going to impact the entire rest of the year. Now, you can hear a lot that don't set goals, new, new Year's resolutions don't work and stuff like that. It's not true. They do work if you work them the right way and if you keep working them. It's just like there's 100 diets that would work and help you lose weight. You just have to work those diets. When somebody tells me, hey, I tried to lose weight and this diet or this plan didn't work, my response is typically, it worked, you didn't work that plan. And that's usually the case when we are trying to solve a problem. We want to blame the tool instead of the user of the tool. And we are the user. We are the main user of the dieting tool, of the goal setting tool. And we're the main programmer of the tool of our brain, which is super effective in uh, setting and attaining goals. So I ran across this little gem the other day, which I've never heard of, but it makes totally sense once you start reading about it. It's um, the 85% rule for optimal learning. There's also a um, uh, this idea behind it is that there's a way you can learn quicker, and which means if you can learn quicker, you can move towards your goals quicker. So, when you're setting, clarifying, and pursuing goals, you're going to have to learn more stuff. And most of us after college stopped reading a book, but most of us after 18 or 20 stopped learning new things. Now, I've said this before, and people are like, well, no, I keep learning things all the time. But think about this. You learned how to control the motor functions of your body. You learned how to walk and run and leap and hop and sit down and, and, and all of these things. You learned how to do that before 18, most of us. And so everything you learn sport-wise after that is based on that foundational learning that you had, that big learning that you did. Same with reading, with writing, with speaking English. You learn how to speak English. You know an entire language. All right. And then every language after that is a secondary language. So you've already done the massively hard work of learning a language. Uh, so we need to remember that it's when we're setting a new goal and trying to do something different, we're trying to learn something. And it's not just learn something like I want to like play the piano or I want to throw a football better or things like that. It's like I want to learn um to be more positive in my life i want to learn to walk with more gratitude i want to learn to point out and recognize beauty i want to learn to come from a space of peace and love and hope from within me and those are really difficult things to learn if we've already learned foundationally for decades before some other way to operate okay so learning feels hard and learning new habits feels even harder because it's day to day. You're not doing book learning. I think that's one of the reasons why goal setting is so important is because it keeps us engaged and it keeps us learning. And there's actually an optimal success rate and an optimal failure rate when it comes to learning faster. So the 85% rule for optimal learning basically states that you'll learn things faster and easier 
if you succeed 85% of the time in the pursuit of what you're learning, which of course means failing 15% of the time. Now, this idea is that you're not going from knowing nothing about the piano, then the first thing you should learn is, you know, uh, Beethoven's fifth or something like that. Uh, but you should learn the keys and where they're at and the difference maybe between a black key and a white key and the eight, you know, ABCDEFG stuff. I might be getting that all wrong because I did horrible at piano lessons 48 years ago. Um, but it's the successful piano student has a teacher who gives them 85% repetition, something they can do easy enough, like ding, 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 ding. And then they start adding the 15% of the mood, new material, the things that the student's going to fail at, even if it's just a brief failure before they go on to master that task. And here's an interesting thing about failure. When you do something and you fail at it, then the next time you go do it, if it's if the gap's not too far apart, you're going, oh, I'm going to like, shift i want to adjust so that i don't fail at this again so the more you do things incrementally i don't mean big leaps where you're going to fail 100 percent all day the more you do things incrementally and you fail your brain will start thinking about how can i win how can i do this how can i learn this and so many of us give us big chunks where we're failing 50% of the time we're doing big things and we're failing. And that's why so many gym memberships will go unused middle of February to the rest of the year. Okay. is because you're giving, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week, man, I'm going to crush it. And then first week, it's like exhausting. The second week you hurt your shoulder. The third week, you only go three times or you sit on your phone while you're getting your shoes on, or you just do the treadmill. You don't lift any weights. So that's, that's one of the issues is what our brain is doing. So this 85% rule for optimal learning will help you with your goals. So I want you to think about this. How did you learn how to walk? Slowly. I'm going to cover that in just a minute here. But you, you, you didn't just get up and start walking and, and get your briefcase and go to work at, you know, 10 or 14 or 16 months old. How did you learn how to read? You learned the ABC song. You mumbled it. You couldn't even for the longest time. You couldn't even say the ABC song all the way. And 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 it's adorable that you couldn't say it. It's adorable that you couldn't walk right. It's adorable when you hear somebody play the piano. Well, it's adorable unless you have a piano student that's going dink, 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 dink the whole time. Okay. Or if you're having to drag them and set a timer to have them play piano. How did you learn how to speak a foreign language? You don't go into the class and the teacher just automatically give you sentences. They give you words with pictures. You're familiar with pictures. You're familiar with the picture they give you. They don't have to explain what the picture is. So there's a 15% failure rate of, oh, I don't know what agua is, but I know what this water is. I know this picture of water. So then they give me a little tiny failure rate and i can learn that and memorize it then i begin to add that to speak that foreign language how did you learn to properly prepare a meal i can't i can't say i've learned how to properly prepare a meal but i have learned how to properly prepare parts of meals okay but you do it slowly over time you learn the ins and outs of what you're supposed to do it's the same way you've learned how to play any sport or any video game i mean think about that t-ball they actually don't pitch you the ball they put the ball on a stick but they've done that for a long time with, with our kids. We're okay with teaching our kids 
line upon line, precept upon precept, one step at a time, one brick at a time, you know, levels of learning, we've got to be okay with levels of learning. Um, so how did you go about learning these amazing things? You did it slowly. And, and I'm not going to speak on this a lot today, but, and you learned it slowly and you were celebrated for the tiny steps you took. When you played one song, a little song, people clapped for you. When you, when you, when you took one step, everybody said they're walking. They didn't wait to make sure you weren't going to fall. They took a video, they sent it around. Now they put it on social media. So they celebrated you. So it's important for you to be celebrated. And if you have no one to celebrate you, which most of us don't for our goals is to learn to celebrate for yourself. Okay. To encourage yourself in the Lord is super important. So how slow did you learn? I mean, think about that. Uh, one-year-old as a one-year-old, did you just stand up, take a solid step and keep walking without a mistake? No, you didn't. This is probably how you learned. You wiggled your body, you turned your head, you rocked back and forth, you maybe rolled over, and your parents are super excited about it. You're super excited when your kids or grandkids do that. You may be pushed up off the ground with your hands, maybe pushed on your, your knees and you wormed forward. You didn't even take your belly off the ground. You just pushed up your knees and wormed forward. You crawled on your belly, then you learned how to like get your that 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 the hands pushing up and the and the movement of your belly and your legs up and your feet up and then you learn how to like crawl on your hands and knees then you crawled to something and you 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 you, you reached for something and you pulled yourself up and it didn't just take minutes for you to learn that it, it probably didn't take you days it probably took you that that took you months that took you months even a year before you could even stand up and wobble and fall down. And I mean standing up not by yourself, but holding on to something. And then you took a step or you took two. And trust me, you failed. But you weren't a failure, but you failed. You didn't do it, but you kept trying. Nobody called you a loser. Nobody said, stop. You're never going to walk. What a big baby. Don't even try. No, they got, they, they got you even a better pair of shoes because they knew you were going to be walking. And then eventually you're taking some steps towards a smiling parent and that encouragement part of encouraging yourself comes in that area as, as parents, we're so gracious to our kids until they become teenagers, right? We're so gracious to them and we celebrate every little, every little thing they do. We celebrate and the man, they're going to make it. They're going to do it. They're going to get this right. They're going to be walking eventually. They're going to be talking eventually. And in fact, <clears throat> We think it's awesome that they can't walk yet, that we like how they crawl or they roll over to, to get to where they want. We think it's awesome that they don't know how to say certain words, and, and uh, we don't encourage them to say those words correctly. We actually think it's endearing uh, that they say those words wrong. And so I think that you know, being a gracious, kind observer of our own life, of our own self, of our own success and failure is super important in here is to look upon ourselves with grace and peace, not, not the grace that says, oh, you don't have to get up and walk. Oh, you can just crawl the rest of your life. But the grace and peace that says you're going to get this, even if you fail all month at holding to your diet, you're going to keep trying. You're going to keep having some wins. You're going to count up the wins, and you're going to make a way with this rule, this 85% rule of optimal learning. You're going to make a way that every day you can wake up and you can have 85% win when it comes to your diet. 
and you're not going to worry about the 15% loss. You're going to start getting one thing. You're going to start, maybe it's just reading labels so you can get an idea of how much sodium or fat or sugar is added to something. Maybe that's just all you do for a week or two weeks until you begin to understand. Maybe you're just going to read some articles every day. You're going to spend 20 minutes reading something about diet and health specific to whether you're a male or female or your age or your body type you're going to learn about you maybe that's all you do for a week or a month <clears throat> and then you're going to accumulate these wins this 85 percent win and then you're not going to labor upon the 15 percent loss now i was surprised when i wrote these 12 things out because i thought that's a lot that's a lot of work to get to walking but this is what happens when you set and pursue a goal. And that baby, trust me, that baby's like, I want to move on my own. I want to go somewhere. It's always fascinating to me <clears throat> to see a baby and think, where in the world do they want to go? What do they have to do today? They just want to get up and go. But that work they put in for that, I don't know, year of their life, it pays off. For decades, seven, eight, nine decades later, hopefully, most of them are still walking on their own, okay? So here's the question. You've got a health goal and a wealth goal and a relationship goal. Maybe you have a spiritual goal and an emotional goal, um, which we haven't talked a lot about those. I have on, on Facebook uh, live groups and stuff like that. And the Zoom I do, but the thing is, is like, how are you going to apply this rule to those goals? All right, so I'm going to end it right here. Let me know what you need when it comes to goal setting and uh, pursuing, clarifying uh, barriers, things like that. And I will give you a response somehow, some way via YouTube or Facebook or Substack, whether you like writing or video or something quicker like on Facebook. And um, all right, God bless you. And I am praying for your goals and the strength and the joy that they're going to bring for you. All right, have a great week.